1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal, develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Hey everybody, welcome to How To Tuesday this week. This week we have a special guest, Dr. Max Baumgartner. He's an ER doctor. He's seen lots of injuries, lots of things that are very, very common among uh, boaters, fishermen. And I asked him, what would he carry in a, in a first aid kit? And you know what? He was kind enough to come into the studio, bring his first aid kit, dump it all out, and tell me exactly what was in there, exactly why he carries it, and, uh, and how to use it. So I learned quite a few things, and I hope you will too, with Dr. Max Baumgartner. And one of the things that I want to talk about with boating checklist is like, what would be a medical kit that, or what would be, what should be included in a medical kit? Uh, and my son, I'd be interested to hear your opinion on this. Um, after he got back from his, his EMT course, I'm showing him my medical kit. And he's like, do you know how to use that? And I said, no. And he said, well, it probably doesn't have any business being in your medical kit then. Like you should know what everything is and how to use it in your kit. But I don't know. I always kind of thought, well, maybe there'll be somebody else that knows how to use it. That's, that's what I was going to say. Some people carry um, pieces of first aid equipment that they may not know how to use, but there's a high chance that somebody else may know how to use it. Um, and so it's not about it if you have space. I mean, right. Uh, and, the, and the thing about prudent about first aid kits is you, you can't carry an ambulance around with you. Mm -hmm. And so you don't want to, you don't want to be burdened with too much if you're backpacking um, or even on a boat, you know, space is limited, but you want to, you want to take things that you can prudently take care of or you can stabilize before you go back. Mm -hmm. that, that's kind of the big key with that. Um, real quick, I'll talk about the, the check boating checklist. Um, if you look at pilots, pilots have flown for 20 years, they still go through a checklist. You know, they're experts at that. They've mm -hmm. flown a plane for 20 years, still go through a checklist. So I'm guilty of this. I know friends are guilty of this. You take everybody to the, to the, to the boat ramp, you put everybody in the boat. You get in and everybody's having a good time. You're like, crap, I left the boat plug out. Yeah, you know? That's the most important piece of equipment <laughs> there is. And, and so, you know, somebody asked, well, how can you forget that? Well, you get such in a routine and you forget the small details because you're making sure your kids have their juice and their life jacket and everybody's happy and everybody's safe. And you forget these small things. So, and even small things like putting the antenna down before you drive down the road. I mean, I can't tell you how many antennas I've replaced. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and uh, even had to call Rosas because I forgot my my uh, lug wrench for our trailer. So um, several of my friends have just gotten the boat and they asked me, Hey, what's a good tip? I said, make a checklist of things that you think are important. You know, the night before, before you leave in the morning, 
at the boat dock and before you come home and then just go through that. It's super easy. You know, you can laminate it costs a dollar to do and it, it'll save you a lot of hassle. And I mean, we've all lost, you know, rafts and stuff we left in the boat because you forgot to take the mat out or the cushion mm-hmm. out. And so, um, uh, everybody's checklist is different depending on what you do, but it, it seems to work well for me. And, and, um, most of my uh, checklist is based off of mistakes I've made. Yeah. And, um, so you talk about first aid kit. I'm going to put the headset down. Or yeah. Maybe I can reach you got it. enough room. So I carry a uh, yellow bag, which I guess I'll show right here. This, um, I have, it's yellow because it's very easy to see on right. a boat. If, if I'm taking care of somebody, I say, go get the yellow bag out of the front, right? compartment mm-hmm. of the boat. It sticks out amongst everything else in there. And so what I have in my first aid kit, um, which we'll, we'll go through here, I'll shake it out. And it'll just empty it all out and then we'll talk about what's in here, why. Um, you know, I don't have surgery equipment in here or, or tracheostomy supplies or anything like that, but I just have things that can either help stabilize an injury or things that can help prevent me from having to go back to the dock for the day. And, and there's some things that I may not have in here that somebody else may have because I know a way to improvise another device. Right, right. So, and so that's a big key about a lot of this is, you know, when you look at wilderness EMS, it's not just equipment you take. It's, you know, you can use two sticks to help stabilize a fracture. You don't mm-hmm. have to carry a cast with you. Right, you can use right. two sticks and some cravats. So the first thing I do is I do have a commercially uh, prepared first aid kit. You can, you know, most Marine stores sell these. Um, you should definitely, I think, it may be even required to have ways on the boat. Oh, sorry, bud. Um, so I carry a basic first aid kit. So, you know, it's just a basic first aid kit in here. And it has a lot of things as scissors and band-aids. It's got um, ice pack in it. It's got a wrap in it. It's got some gauze in it. And so, so basic things, you know, if somebody gets a small cut, a small minor injury, at their house or I mean not their house on the boat or at the beach. They can take care of that. And so what I've done is I've added a few things because I do enjoy going offshore from time to time. And, and the further you're going to be away from help, the more prudent you've got to be about your first aid or your knowledge to improvise some first aid items. So uh, one of the big things I carry is I carry some of these advanced gauzes. These are readily available um, from, you know, on Amazon or other stores. And what these are, these, these uh, are gauze that have clotting factors in it. So if you cut yourself, you can put this, you know, on an injury and it'll stop the bleeding. And, and what I found from experience is, is for pressure dressing, an ACE bandage works almost as well as anything else. Um, tape is good. Hand pressure is good. But if you've got to get somewhere in a hurry, you can put a lot of pressure on somebody's injury just by putting gauze on it and put, put an ACE wrap on it. It's a fantastic way to help take care of bleeding. This also works well. If you have, um, let's say, uh, a broken leg or broken arm, you can use a stick or some other type of, um, hard material in this and you can immobilize it. So, so gauze and ACE wrap is very, very, very handy. <laughs> um, I carry a tourniquet. Actually, I think I have two tourniquets in here. Um, and so, um, I think I've heard somebody say, you know, two is one, one is none. Well, um, uh, that is true with this. You know, if this, if one breaks, you have a second one. And and so essentially, if you have a major, major cut to your arm and artery bleeding, you know, somewhere you have arterial bleeding and pressure won't stop it, then that's the time you've got to consider something like a tourniquet. Um, and these these actually save lives. So 
Um, it's they're readily available. They're not very expensive. Um, if you don't have one of these, you can improvise one. I think I brought a tow rope with me or a line. Actually, I didn't. I thought I was supposed to bring a line. Hmm. You can use a, a dock line, actually. Yeah. So um, the big issue, if you don't have a tourniquet and you want to improvise one, you use uh, a very sturdy line like a dock line. You, you tie it above the injury. And then once you tie it, you have to, on top of that, you have to tie what's called a lever or a lever. And essentially what that does is that allows you to wind tightly the, the tourniquet. So in this case, of this commercially prepared one, you have a, a lever there. And so essentially you twist this and it twists tight on the injury until the bleeding stops. So if you, let's say you don't have this, you can use a dock line, you can use a short gaff, you could use any small pole, a boat brush even. Uh, that might be a pretty extreme example, but you can use almost any type of, you know, firm, firm rigid um, stick or, or a device in order to wind that tight until mm -hmm. the bleeding stops. So I use that. Um, I typically keep some betadine um, on the boat. That's just to clean out wounds. Um, and then as far as we talk about like jellyfish, jellyfish things, um, you know, I keep some Benadryl. Um, I keep some topical steroid cream. Um, and then EpiPen. Mm -hmm. so, now, can you just get an EpiPen anywhere? Do you, does any that need to be prescription yeah, for that? Any prescription. Uh, luckily, I know somebody can write for these. Mm -hmm. um, you have to be very careful when handling these. Um, this is this is not something that you should play around with. There's a needle that will inject out of this when you pull a safety cap out, and then it auto-injects a medication into somebody. Um, you got to be real careful because some people want to um, say, oh, this is really neat, and they push the end of it, and, and then they get, <laughs> you know, and their finger gets numb, and they have to come to ER. So, um, it, you know, if you don't have an EpiPen, you shouldn't probably be playing with it, but at least know where it's at. Um, I have this because I'm allergic to bees. Um, and then anecdotally, because of uh, jellyfish stings, I carry vinegar and baking soda. Um, I also have an ice pack in here. So if we're on a boat and we don't have access to hot water, although I just learned a great tip of advice for that, <laughs> um, you know, we'll uh, rinse it off, put some vinegar on it and some baking soda, and then put an ice pack on it. And you can even use an ace wrap to put that on there. Uh, what else do we have here? I'm going to have a glow stick. This is primarily for light. You know, if you're going out at night or in the morning and, and, and somebody injures himself, um, most boats have flashlights or lights available, but I always keep some form of light. This seems to be pretty easily available. And, uh, lastly, when I talk about, uh, uh, tourniquets, actually I did bring something. I brought some 550 cord actually for that. So you can definitely use 550 cord as a tourniquet. Um, if you've ever had a tourniquet placed on, it, they're very, very painful. The, the person that you put it on is not going to like you very well. Um, but again, this is a life-saving measure. So it's life over limb. So if you think that someone's going to lose their life, you, you take a risk of sacrificing the limb by cutting the blood flow off to it. And the reality is we don't see a whole lot of limbs being sacrificed for that. I mean, you can have a tourniquet on for quite a good bit of time. Hmm, really? Yeah. So, you, you know, people used to think that you should turn them on, turn them off, you know, but, but the reality is we, we see people have these on for quite a long time and they're okay. Um, what else do we have here? I think that's it in my, in my first aid kit. Um, but that's, you know, that's a very thorough first aid kit, but it, it's not something that's going to be burdensome for the boat. You could carry that in a canoe. You could carry that basically uh, even in a, in a kayak, but certainly on a, on a skiff or a bay boat, um, you could easily, easily have 
all of this stuff. Thanks, Max. I really appreciate it. If Max got in touch with me through podcast at saltwaterexperience.com, if you have suggestions for a show, if you have suggestions for a guest, please send me an email at podcast at saltwaterexperience.com. And if you've got a great idea like Max, maybe I'll have you into the studio and you can also be a guest on this podcast. All right. Until next week. See you.